the first thing that hits you is the smell. It's chilies frying in oil that are sending bits of spice and heat airborne. It's the pungent, dank smell of durian being cracked open for its mushy, pulpy fruit. Smoke from barbecued meats cooking over charcoal grills, brushed with soy, oils, and peanut sauce. Then it's the sounds. The clanking of a hundred woks. The sizzle of deep fryers. Chatter in Malay, Chinese, English. People bargaining for prices, hawkers returning with counter offers. Western pop music blaring over the sound system. It's the sights, prickly, unfamiliar fruits, fried dough drizzled with orange durian glaze, sweet Thai bubble teas colored like the rainbow, smiling children, printed words like halal, shawarma, nasi lemak, telur, Ayam, Ikan. It could be a scene from any market, but I'm walking through Gadong Night Market in Brunei, a country that appears simple on the surface, but is as varied and complicated as the very market that I'm walking through. Listeners, welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast and welcome to Brunei. Greetings, Voyagers. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast, and this is episode number 69. Since you last heard from me, I spent about a week in Changu in Bali, kind of decompressing and relaxing, a lot of beach time, good food, chilling out pretty much. After that, I flew to Brunei, and that is where I currently am. I'm going to do a few episodes here from Brunei, and then I'm going to fly to Kuching, And I don't know after that, just going to kind of figure it out along the way. So Brunei is in Southeast Asia. It is on the Borneo landmass, which is comprised of three countries, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Borneo. Borneo is the only country whose entire country is solely on Borneo. It's tiny. The physical size of it is very small, and also the population is roughly around 500,000 people, which is quite small for for an entire nation. I figured that I'd be able to, you know, put out some content from here, uh, give, you know, airwaves to some voices that haven't been heard yet, um, and maybe, you know, tap into uh, some content that the world hasn't seen or heard yet. So really, really excited to come here. And I've had some really, really great experiences so far. I'm going to do a few episodes with guests, and then I'm going to do a solo episode uh, where I get into some of the nitty-gritty of of Brunei. So, you know, food is a a reason to travel. Um, It is something that brings people together. It is the focal point of social situations, of familial situations. 
some of the great storytellers and travelers and writers, Orwell, you, you all know I love Anthony Bourdain. Uh, food has been the lens through which they tell their stories. It's sort of the context uh, and the reason why they are traveling. It is something that in many countries is intricately tied into the politics, you know, uh, and the history. Things like sugar, chocolate, uh, coffee. Um, these are things that have, have molded nations, have shaped nations, have uh, affected the migration of people, the work of people, the enslavement of people. Um, and so I don't want to put myself anywhere near the importance of the, the names that I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, but uh, that's going to be the, the context of, of this episode, is food here in Brunei. Uh, my own personal opinion is that there are many similarities to Indonesian food, to Malaysian food, obviously, right? Like there's seriously, um, obviously going to be much diffusion because of the geographical location of the country. But then there are things that are uh, unique to Brunei here. Just the other day, I was having lunch with a man in his home down on the waterfront and I said, what is something that is uniquely Bruneian that I should try? And he said, you need to go have ambuyet. Now, what that is, is, as I understand it, it's almost like a porridge made out of cassava. It's like, but, but thicker than a porridge. Um, it almost kind of looks like a bowl of clear jello. And when I had it, you would take chopsticks and you would kind of wrap up some of that cassava and then you would dip it into this fermented durian sauce. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, fermented things smell strongly. Durian smells quite strongly. This is going to smell awful. No, actually. Um, it, it both smelled and tasted quite good. Um, so, so that was something that was uh, unique to hear. Another thing that I've had now a few times is nasi katok. So nasi is rice. Katok is to knock, and it gets that name because it has been, you know, traditionally sold door to door, and so you know, knocking on doors. Uh, that is rice and fried chicken, and sambal. It, you can get it, uh, you know, more traditionally with just the options of spicy sambal or non-spicy sambal. Now, as more places are selling it, and it becomes, you know, a competitive marketplace people are getting creative with their sambals. And so you'll, you know, have a place that has like a fish sambal or I had a, a buttermilk sambal. So people are getting creative um, to try to get, you know, some notoriety and to, to compete with other people selling nasi katok. It is one of the cheaper things that you can buy. It's around $1 uh, here. The conversion rate, I think um, it's one US dollar to like 1.4 here, so it's it's quite similar. It's it's one of the actually I think it's the most expensive country. Maybe uh, I haven't been to Singapore yet, but um, certainly the most e expensive Southeast Asian country that that I have visited. Um, but the nasi katok is is really really good. So in coming here, I wanted to do a little bit of research to see what I needed to do, uh, where I should go, and I was looking for information about food. Uh, I came across an Instagram account that is called uh, Brunei Food Diary. 
they had, you know, a, a real good amount of followers and their content is all video based. And so I reached out to them and I said, Hey, I'm coming to town. I'd love to, to meet somebody and to, to get some food and to have one of you on the podcast to talk about food here in Brunei. So luckily FICA responded back to me. She's one of four sisters. There, it's four sisters that comprise the Brunei Food Diary team. Um, and she said, sure, I'll, we'll get food and I'll take you around. What I really like about Brunei Food Diary is it's not about them. In fact, you don't see really the personalities at all. You don't really see their faces. You don't necessarily hear their voices. What they're trying to do is promote small businesses, promote people who are making really good food here in Brunei, so that people are aware of it and so that these companies can start to have a platform. Brunei is a country that I don't think many people really know much about. It's a country that's just sort of getting on the social media scene. I think that Brunei Food Diary has a real opportunity here to be, you know, fixers for some of the bigger people. If, if, if you know, rest in peace to Bourdain, but if someone else, like if a Zimmern comes to Brunei, um, I think Eddie Huang has a real opportunity to sort of step in where... You know, there's a hole left by uh, Bourdain leaving. Um, so I think Brunei Food Diary could really be, you know, that that catalyst for Brunei food culture. And I, I just, I'm really, I, I find it admirable that they're really trying to promote the culture and not necessarily promote themselves. Uh, so what did we do? Um, while recording, or kind of just prior to, um, FICA took me to get the ambuyat. What else did we have? We had like an econ stew, which is which is fish stew. We had a ginger beef dish. Really, really, really good stuff. Uh, afterwards, she was just going to drop me off, but she's like, "Hey, I got a call. Then I'm going to go. I need to to do some work for the for the blog for Brunei Food Diary." Uh, and she said, "You know, if you if you don't have plans, you could come with me." I was like, "Hell yeah! Like, <laughs> let's go see it." So we went to Sarah Box, which is a Nasi Katok place. They have nine different sambals. Now remember, like we had just eaten. So, you know, this is uh, the life of a food blogger, I guess. Um, they brought us uh, pisang goreng, uh, you know, a, a uh, fried banana dish. Nasi katok with a bunch of different really delicious sambals. They brought us soto, which is soup. What else? Something else. Oh, the um, cow lung. So we just gorged. Uh, and we ate so much food, so good. She was really, really sweet. We, she also took me to a like a lake. Um, I might go hiking with her in a couple days and to, to possibly see a beach here in Brunei. She answered so many of my questions, you know, during the conversations throughout the day. The conversation we had on the podcast, I solely focused really on food. Um, but, you know, that is tied into history and politics. So there's a little bit of that, but um, it's mostly food. So what you can do is you can go to Brunei Food Diary to check them out. If you're coming to town, you can drop them a question. They field questions about where's the cheapest place to eat, where's this certain type of food, where's this or what's that. They'll, they'll hook you up with the information that you need. Or you can just you know check out their social media pages, the Facebook and the Instagram, and figure that stuff out for yourself. All right. If you have the means and the ability to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash the voyages of Tim Vetter. It's a subscription-based service. You can give 50 cents a month, $5, $50. 
if it's not within your means to support monetarily, hey, listen, thank you for listening. Um, I, I support everybody. I, I really appreciate everybody who who tunes in and um, you know makes it possible for me to do this. You can leave a review, a five star review and rating on iTunes. That helps out a lot or on the podcast platform that you listen to this podcast through. All right. Uh, after this one, I'll have uh, a few more here from Brunei before I am off to Kuching. Hope you like this one, folks. Bye-bye. Well, first of all, I just really want to thank you because this was incredible, um, and you've been a really great resource so far for <laughs> all things Brunei and yeah. Brunei food. Um, I was telling you this earlier when we were talking, but there's not a whole lot of information out about Brunei uh, for people who want to come here. Mm. And so I was looking particularly for food, mm. and I was searching around, and I saw the food diary, mm. and that's why I reached out. Yeah. I really think that travel and food and all these things are, are quite popular right now. And like a, like a Bourdain or mm. if you know Anthony Zimmern, these people haven't done any content on Brunei. Yeah. And really, like I'm not just saying this because you're here, but they're going to be looking for people who are putting out content. And so I could, I, I could see you being like a fixer of sorts for shows one day. Mm because there's not a lot of places left in the world that like <laughs> don't have a lot of content. Yeah. Um, so very long-winded way of saying thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> how, so talk to me about Brunei Food Diary. How long have, have you been doing it? Okay, so I think we've established in 2016. Uh, as you notice in um, Instagram, there's like a lot of pictures food pictures, right? Yeah. So we want to take this different approach and we want to use video. Mm -hmm. So the the thing that distinguish us and other foodies in Brunei, we do have a lot of foodies in Brunei, but what distinguish us is actually we use videos to take to take to take videos of the, yeah. of the food. So that was in 2016 and I think it's growing quite steadily, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, is there is there a mission to it? Are you trying to promote Brunei culture? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, our because Brunei itself, we, the population itself is made up of 400 to 500,000 people and we have a lot of micro and small food business owners. So, our idea, our idea is actually to, to present all these people. So, mm. the thing about us is, it's not, it's not, we don't, we don't critic food, okay? Right. Yeah, what we do is we try to promote, we try to help them to promote all this food. Okay. Yeah, so I think one of our most popular popular series is the Nasi Kato series. I'm not sure if you've eaten Nasi Kato. I don't know. Yeah. What is that? So Nasi Kato is basically, you can get it for a dollar. So a dollar contains of rice, and rice, chicken, and sambal. Oh, I had this last night. Yeah, at the market. Yeah, but yeah. the one you eat was Nasi Lemak, right? 
No, so I had both. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they were like, you could have pada, spicy or not. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 that yeah. was the nasikato. So basically, this nasikato, we have this nasikato series in our in our account. Uh-huh. So basically, this nasikato series is the most popular popular video in our account. So there's like a lot of safe and likes for that for that video alone. So you can you can say that about Bruno, you know, we want to promote all these people yeah. who this small, micro and small business owner. Yeah. Um that's really cool. Mm. Uh so there's there are there's a lot of crossover obviously with with Indonesian food. Mm. Um and with Malaysian Malaysia, food. Yes, in Singapore, yeah. Yeah. What um what sort of things are like distinct or oh. unique to to Brunei? Okay. So I do believe that we share the rice. Yeah? So all uh, all the Southeast Asian we eat rice. That, yeah. that is our central staple food. But I think in Brunei, oh my god, that's really hard to say. Well, how about I com- I already forgot. W- what is this that we just oh, ate? All right, all right. Okay, the one that we just ate is um, ambuya, yeah? So it's basically what you say, tap- tapio- tapioca. Yeah, the cassava maybe, tapioca? Yeah, cassava, yes, yeah. yes. So we call it sago, so it's from, a, it's from a tree. So you get it from the stem. And then so, like I told you, it's zero calories. Yeah. But then you eat the side, the side thing. So we have the fish, the beef, the vegetable, okay? And the, and the sambal itself. So they also have this in Sabah. So it's not really our thing. Okay. Yeah, they also have it in Sabah, and I think maybe in Indonesia. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. okay. So I wouldn't say there's something that di- that distinguish a food that distinguish from Brunei and other countries. Just that we just share the same food. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I would think about this meal, and and something I I noticed in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So like w- the one place in Lombok is is ayam taliwang. Ayam taliwang, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or even like a nasi campur. Mm. There's a lot that goes into the cooking of it. Yeah. So a lot of people instead of cooking at home go out. Mm. Um is that the culture in Brunei that most meals are eaten out of the home or are people also doing a lot of cooking at home? I think I think it can be both, I think. But then again, it reflects again to the how is the household is like, you know? So because in Brunei, it's like, you go to work from seven until five. So that's why, that's why I think that nasi kato is the most popular food in Brunei because, you know, you can just get it for a dollar mm-hmm. and then you bring it home and then that's it. Yeah. So only if you have time and then you cook, you, cook at, you, cook at home, you cook at home. But then like the most extensive dish, like the one that we just eat, you know, you have like beef, fish, a vegetable, we only have that during weekends. Oh, yeah. okay. A mother usually cook that one. Okay, I was going to ask. Mm. So uh, the food diaries, you and your sisters. Um, so when you were growing up, mom was cooking at home? Yes, my mom, is a, my mom is a housewife. So she cooks at home before, not now. No. <laughs> yeah, because we're older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. D- did she teach you? Um... I would say we follow we follow her. She doesn't teach us. We just follow her, how she cooks and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you just kind of watched and learned. Mm, yes. Yes. Um, earlier in this journey, I was in um, the Philippines, and I was actually like really surprised at how prevalent or how popular fast food culture mm. is there. Uh, do Bruneians like fast food? Of course. I think we have. Um, 
Uh, as you know, we have MACD, KFC, Jollibee. Jollibee. Yeah. We have uh, local, we only have three, I think. Ideal, AIM, and Ayamku. But then, yes, it is popular. I think because it is somehow much more expensive than uh, any other country, but still, we prefer it. I don't know, because everybody loves fried food, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your favorite one? Oh, between MACD and KFC and Jollibee. I would say Jollibee. Okay. <laughs> I know you're not a fan of it. <laughs> well, yeah, Jollibee. Yes, Jollibee. <laughs> well, it's funny for people, uh, you know, the largest population of people who listen to this podcast are from the States. Actually, so when I look at my stats, the second largest is Indonesia, oh. which is interesting. Um, but, like, the main difference yeah. is in the States, everyone gets their meal with with fries. Mm. But here, like, you'll get your spicy chicken at McDonald's and you'll you'll get it with rice. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to talk about that one, yeah. So, basically, KFC, the, 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 the fast food, the international fast food, yeah? Like, like KFC and Jollibee and even McD. So, they... They have rice, I think, because we eat rice. I think each of the fast food in in fast food in Brunei, they have this one particular product that is attaining to the culture of Brunei. Oh yeah. Yeah. So for Megdi, we have this um porridge, porridge like rice. like congee. Congee, yes. Sorry, oh, sorry, congee. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, congee. And then in KFC, I think we have um. Ah, oh, I think you are aware of the sambal burger, right? No, really? Yes. Tell me. <laughs> I think in Burger King, we have sambal burger. Sambal burger. Yes, sambal burger. But I think we sh- they share the recipe from Singapore and Malaysia and in Brunei. We have the sambal burger. I might have to get it. Yes. That is from um, Burger King, yes. And then what else do we have, yeah? Is the sambal really spicy there or no? No. Yeah. Not as spicy as Indonesia, I think. Just like this one. Okay, yeah. yeah. W- it wasn't so bad. Yeah. But a lot of people likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> Sambal burger, yeah. 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 Um, a- another difference here in Brunei um, is that in a lot of places in Southeast Asia, everyone's riding motorbikes. As a tourist, you can rent one. Mm. Uh, there are no motorbikes here. It's all mm. cars. Uh, we were talking earlier. It's, I hope this is okay to say, but um, there's a-, a lot of folks here are actually obese. Yes. Um, and we were talking about that being because of driving from place to place instead of walking mm. and obviously like working a lot and things like mm. that. Uh, on a global scale, I think that like healthy food is getting kind of popular. Mm. Things like the keto diet yeah. and like no sugar Atkins, diets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, is that coming to Brunei? Have you yeah. seen that? All right. So statistically... I mean, this is by research. Yeah, yeah, not, not your opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is by research, yeah. We are the most obese people in, the, in, in Southeast Asia. So I think largely it's because, I think in all country, um, healthy food is expensive. Mm. So in Brunei, you have that one dollar and you can get like rice and sambal and chicken and fried chicken and that is one dollar. Right. So I think that's why, that's why we tend to choose the cheaper the cheaper and more savory food rather than, you know, vegetable and stuff. So that is one thing because of the price, yeah? And then the second thing is, um, of course, the the system, the system, the how Brunei is developed does not really enable us to walk around. You yeah. know, it's very dangerous to walk on the pavement and stuff, yeah? And then it's very scattered. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, the development is very scattered. You know, you need one car to go from one place to another place. Right. Yeah. It's not very dense. Um, mm, exactly. And, you know, in New York City, there's like an intricate subway mm. uh, network and things like that. Yes, yes, yes. There then, are. Oh, sorry? I'm sorry. You want to say what? Well, there are there, there's buses here? They are. Of okay. course they are. They are, but I would say it's still developing. Yeah. yeah okay. It's there, but it's developing. But we do have this um, Dart. I think it's the same like Uber. Mm-hmm. Have you tried that one? I just downloaded it this morning. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that one That one is a good alternative for, for tourists. Okay. Yes, yeah. And then, no, I wanted to say something just now. I forgot. I interrupted you like like, <laughs> like an amateur podcast host here. Sorry. No, but this healthy thing, I forgot what is it. Um, no, but the thing is, we are aware of this problem. I, I believe that the government is also aware of this problem. So, you know, they're trying, like the one I told you, the Bandar Kucheria, right? The Sunday morning activity. Yeah. So, I know the government is trying to help people, you know, to live more healthy. Yeah. Can you explain what that is for, for folks who are okay. listening? So, basically, it's um, every Sunday morning. So, there's this one area in Brunei. Uh, it's close from car going in. So, it's just that people will only walk around. Mm. And then um, uh, people will walk around. They can rent bicycle and stuff. No, yeah, basically that's it. Yeah, mm. it's a way to be active and yeah, yeah, burn some yeah, calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, it goes back to you know, in Brunei, people still like um, salty, yeah. and sweet, and oily food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the good stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's we just put down a lot of yeah. that. Um, it, that's really interesting because obviously that's the case anywhere. Like in the States, mm. yeah, like the, the, the cheapest food is often unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really our cheapest food is to like go to McDonald's because mm. I don't know if you have here like the dollar menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go like load up on a yeah. bunch of stuff for cheap. Yeah. So I think it's just not the problem. I think any other country as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. The unhealthy food is the cheapest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, but for me as a, as a, although I have like this food blog, food, food Instagram, but I still believe that you need to have a healthy life. You need to exercise. You need to eat your vegetable and fruits. I believe in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, one thing, and, and it, it may be a, an unfair description, mm. um, but there's a lot of, you know, coming from the States or, or coming from another country, like you'll read a lot of things about Brunei. Mm. Um, and one of the things a lot of people were saying was like, uh, there, there aren't a ton of things to do, right? Um, and I've noticed from, from reading some things online and from talking to people that the country is trying to make a push Mm. for more tourism. Mm. This might be like a really big question, um, but how do you think Brunei can attract more tourists? Mm. So, let me think, yeah. Just because, you know, on a typical, if somebody's going for the summer through Southeast Asia, you'll always hear of like Thailand, Vietnam, at least coming from where I'm coming from. I, I really I don't know anyone who's been to Brunei. It's it's one of the reasons yeah. why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like well, I got to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't necessarily see it on people's like itineraries. I think when people when they okay when they hear Brunei, they have this connotation like oh, 
we can't drink alcohol. Yeah. But then I do believe that, you know, a country, if they want to promote their tourism, it should not be based on that. So it should be based on the strength of the country. So I think if we really want to push it, okay, for one thing, of course, it's the transportation system. It's really hard for people to go around, mm. okay? So now when we have the DART, maybe, maybe it will improve. I don't know. But then I really think that we should push our green scenery. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's the most important one. Because, you know, when we can... When we can, when we can, um, wait, let me think. Yeah, I think the green, the greenery, you should, we should promote that more. Nature, yeah. yeah the, Nature, um, yeah. How, how it is, how Brunei is very quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know some people, because they live in a big city, right? And they want quiet for a change. Yeah. Uh, totally. Like that, no, really. That's like yeah. um, I've I've talked about yeah. this a lot, but like I'll hate on places like yeah. in Thailand, like like um, Kaosan Road is like yeah, super yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think you know to promote Brunei, I think you should tap on that. Mm. It's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, being quiet. You know. Yeah. yeah so if you want like a relaxing, chill, very peaceful vacation, then this is the place to go. Yeah, and I think you're sort of a part of that too, because what you're doing is hey here's all these places that you can eat mm. maybe you didn't expect to mm. see all mm. these things here yeah. yeah um like i said like i was uh, i was trying to find stuff <laughs> on food and like th- yeah. there's not yeah much yeah i think again also um i don't know i'm not sure if it's the government or anything but you know it should be i think it, study in 2018 and 2017 now we're all heading towards social media. Yeah. So I do think influencer is a good is a good platform for people to search for you know for for food or pe- or places to go to go to. But maybe not yet in Brunei, people are not I don't know, maybe the need is not there yet. Yeah. yeah maybe I'll, one day. I was going to ask you that if there are uh, are there any like popular personalities or influencers or social media presences from Brunei. Of course there are. Oh yeah. Mm, I think we have we have we have quite a few. But then that's the thing, you know, in social media, if you put your name like ours is Brunei Food Diary. So people if we Google Brunei, our name will come up first. But for other influencers it's just their name. So that's uh, why their name doesn't come out. So that's I think that's another strategy if you want to be popular. Yeah, you're being yeah. really strategic about yeah. it. Yeah. Um do you think like uh, like, are you are you known in Brunei? Like, no, <laughs> no. You might be soon. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, let's just say we're doing it. We're doing this not for the fame. Hmm. We're just doing this just for the sake of you know introducing food places in Brunei. Yes. How do people react though? Like when you're at a restaurant and you've got the camera and it seems like. Like I saw the guy just look at us right now. We're sitting here with microphones. He's like, oh, I can't go in there. Um, um, no, they're actually quite supportive, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually quite supportive. I think there are some, I think some restaurant they actually know how this thing will help them to promote their restaurant. So they're okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then... In in terms of and I'm keeping an eye on the time, don't worry. Yeah. Um, in in terms of tourism and visitors and things like that, I know you were saying you you've met um, people through university and things like mm. that. But do you run across you know many travelers? Like is like is is this common? Like what uh, what we're doing right now for you and, and your sisters? 
Um, I think you're the second guy that we bring around. Oh, really? The first one was from Polish. Yeah, the oh. first one was from Polish. You are actually the second one. So I don't think... I think when people want to go to Brunei, they still, they still go for the tour group. Yeah. yeah because it's introduced that way you know if you see the website you know okay right. this is the tour group, group group and stuff so I think that's why it's really hard to actually see tourists just a one by one tourists yeah just, just like you yeah that's the most expensive way to travel though is those big I tour understand. packages yes and it's much more you can't it's strict right yes, yes. It, to me the most meaningful experiences I've had the most valuable the ones where I've learned the mm. most Or like exactly what we're doing now, mm. and I'll explain to people like just driving around, mm. getting to know someone. It's true. Uh, usually, when I meet people this way to record, they they first want to make sure I'm not like some weirdo, right? <laughs> like that's, that's usually like the beginning talking yeah, part, yeah. and then and then having food and just sharing stories. Mm. Um, just yesterday, I, I, I'll I'll tell this here, but I was talking to you about. I went down to the water, and there's guys on boats, and you know they want to take you around, mm. and I'm always. A little bit suspicious. Just coming from New York, like you think everyone's trying to rip you off. <laughs> so I'm talking to the guy first, and Mike is going to rip me off. Um, but we're boating around. He's telling me about his life, and he's like, "Hey, would you want to come to my house? We, we have some food." I'm mm. like, "Yeah, sure." So mm. he takes me to his house. We have lunch. I meet everyone in the family. Then they are like, "What? What are the things you like to eat the most in from our culture in Indonesia?" Mm. I'm like, "I love nanka." Um, I love Nankai as well. Nasi lemak, all this stuff. They're like, we're going to make you what you want. Come over on Monday. We're going to have dinner together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and it's it's incredible. So if I can make a pitch to people Mm. to travel, like you might have misconceptions about the country based on what you've Mm. read, but like people are incredibly friendly and want to teach you about their culture. Yeah. Speaking of Nanka, there's this one university in um, Malaysia. They created this nangka burger have you heard of that no but tell me yeah. oh my god so it's like it's like 70% nangka and 30% beef so it's you know it's almost vegetarian oh. and it's so good I do believe that nangka can replace meat yeah yes and, and <laughs> um, so for folks nangka is jackfruit Yes, jackfruit, yes. And there is a meal, um, uh, gudeg, right? Gudeg, oh my God, I love gudeg. Yeah. From Jogja, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it takes the place of the <laughs> meat protein in that yes, meal. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love, I love gudeg so much. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like them both. I think like a fresh jackfruit nanka yeah. where you peel it. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can imagine if you do it as a burger, it's really nice uh, as well. Where is that in Malaysia? Ah, it, uh, it's, a, it's a product from a, from a university. Oh yeah! So the university student created this like this no product way. and they sell it. Yeah, which is a very good initiative. Wow! Mm. I'll share you the I'll share you the Instagram later. Yeah, because mm. that's where I'm going next. <laughs> Jackfruit oh. for a burger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm curious. You were saying that there are some um, personalities from Brunei who mm. have become quite popular. Mm. Yeah. Do you know off the top of your head like who some of those people okay. are? So the one that I'm popular, the one that I'm close with is actually uh, Thani Slim. Thani okay. Slim. So this guy. Um, I think I just saw him on Instagram actually. Yeah, I think he likes your, some I, of your Yeah, yeah, right? I recognize that name. Yeah. He's, he's actually, he has been very helpful. When we first started, he's the one who, who bring us around. 
Oh. Yeah, you know, because you need you need you need this like recognition, right? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, so he brings us around. And he works in food. He's a teacher. I oh. think I think the thing the thing in Brunei is uh, we can because our market is just so small. Mm-hmm. We can we can do this full time. Definitely, we can't do this full time. Yeah, and again, it goes back to our culture. You know how we want like a stable job. What if like our auntie and uncle ask you, okay, so what do you work? Oh, I'm an influencer. What the hell is that? Right. <laughs> what is an influencer? Yeah. Really, the way that you would be able to become full time is like if the international community. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think for now, I mean, if you just want to reach Brunei market, it's not possible. It's not possible to make it full time. If you want to go international, I think there's one. Uh, he's called uh, he and his team. It's called Kurapak. He already goes international. Okay. Yeah. So he's doing that full time now. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and just so people understand the numbers, um, in the whole of Brunei, you were saying like 400, 400 to 500,000 500, people. Yes. Um, and I was telling you before, like New York City alone, <laughs> even though it's quite a big city yeah. in terms of if you, you did the, all the boroughs, it's yeah. eight million. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but like you were saying, you don't have any necessarily like a goal to to make this into something because you, you're uh, you're also going to focus on your career. Yes. Yeah. Not yet, I guess. It's just that you know, we, I I just we just everybody loves to eat, right? Right. Uh, we just want to share that. That's it. Yeah. Definitely not our goal at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do people ever like reach out to you guys for suggestions? Oh on my living? god, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot of suggestions. And you know, the most last time in Instagram, there's like a, a there's this, uh, you, you can ask question right to the Instagram owner. I don't know if you're familiar with that. With that. If you're a business owner, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So basically, <laughs> so you can, you can just, you can ask question to the, no, no, it's not, it's not business owner. Oh, like just somebody like sent you a DM or something? No, no, it's not. It's not like DM. Yeah? Hold on, yeah. Okay, sure. So, just so people know, she's showing me. Oh this yeah. One. Oh. Yeah. So you get that a lot. Like, where should I eat? We we posted. Yeah, we posted this right last time. I think it was like two weeks ago. And then people keep on asking us, where is the most cheapest food in Brunei? Cheapest. Other than nasi katok, where is the most cheapest food in Brunei? How do you answer that? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> but you know, that's that's the thing. You know, I think it's just that our country is made up of um, lower middle class people. Mm. So I think that's why we tend to ask for the pop the population tend to ask for cheap food. Okay. Mm. So let's say I'm a foreigner. Okay. I'm hopping on your ask a question here, mm. and I say, if there is one place. Mm. That I'm going to eat in Brunei. Mm. You, food expert, where are you going to send me? Definitely this one. Right here? Yeah. Let's tell people the name. <laughs> oh, this is Soto Soto Pabo. So because for this one, right, you get the tapioca and then you get like all these side dishes that is a recipe from the Brunei itself, the local local recipe. Yeah. So definitely this one. And I guess I'll tell people, so the you, you, you dip the tapioca type yeah. of thing into a fermented, fermented durian. durian paste. Yes. And there was also, we had something that I think is like similar to nukmam from Vietnam, like a fermented fish paste mm. too. Yeah. And we had ikan, which is fish, fish. in like a soup. Mm. How do you say beef? Beef, um, daging. Daging. Daging urat, yeah. So it's not just like beef, but it's like with the, all the tendon and the fat. Yeah, yeah, all the, the, the jiggly parts that, <laughs> yeah, the jiggly part, yes. <laughs> that some people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, so is there any thought of expansion? Like I know you have the, the Facebook, mm -hmm. are you, do you have a website? Are you looking, because we never see, see your face really or hear from you, are you looking to do, uh, put it into like a YouTube channel or something? Oh, okay. I think that's another issue in Brunei, you know, if you show your face, People would, will talk badly about you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, about gossip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, you know, like, I don't know, I guess because we live in a country that is, um, it's very, I wouldn't say it's close-minded, it's very enclosed. Mm -hmm. So you don't really, you know, you don't really, and the thing is, the thing about art is, okay, I would say this is one form of art, right? It's not out there yet. Yeah, yeah it's still new. Be, yeah, it's still new, you know, so it's not something that, you know, you want to, it's not something that, you want to show your face, you know? People would say like, oh, you know, she's, she's, well, what is she doing, you know? She's not good at it. We're afraid of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's, that's everywhere. That's haters. Social media yes, is, exactly. is so easy to but, have but that. But the thing is, Brunei is such a small country. Uh, that's why it's, I think it's, you, if, if it's, if it's a country with millions of people, it's fine. You know, it's, it's still like, you know, there are a lot of haters, but then, you know, they can't find you, but in Brunei, they can find you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And do you think that that would then translate into real life? Like, they'll see you in real life, yes. and they're like, oh, no, it's her. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. maybe the opposite would happen. They'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and then the thing is, you know, like, I don't know. I, again, it goes back to our culture, you know. We don't really receive a lot of hate. We can't, we can't deal with can't that. can't deal with it. We can't deal with that. Our culture, we can't deal with that. Hmm. We just want like, you know, harmony, yeah. very peaceful. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, so it's, it's very interesting for me, and, and I'll, I'll wrap this up for you soon, mm. to see in, in a lot of the places that I visited the influence of like American culture or Western culture, things like that. Mm. And so we mentioned like Burger King being mm. here or McDonald's, right? Mm. Um, are there other ways in which you've seen the culture in Brunei influenced either through media or social media or anything like that by like America or, or other Western nations? Mm. I think as a, as because of the globalization, we, of course, we tend to follow whatever it is in the US, of course, right? Mm. But then, um, I, I guess that's just what the media is all about, you know? We tend to, I, I don't know. It's really hard for me to answer that one. Can you give me like an example? Yeah, or something? like um, like style of dress or like the way people talk or uh, music and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, is most of the music that people are listening to and consuming is that like American pop music? Like mm. what? Oh, okay. Yeah, like we we earlier we talked about. So we passed a skate park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're, you're talking about like the punk phase. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I come from a community uh, throughout my teens and early 20s of going to, mm. to see punk music <laughs> shows and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And you're saying like, well, that was the fad of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's heavily influenced by yeah, yeah. music that started in yeah, the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the current generation of younger people and the fads mm. they're going through, like how heavily influenced by other countries is that? I think... I think we are heavily influenced by that, but then I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that, you know, I think not just the teenagers in Brunei, other country as well, we just want to follow the trend of 
the nation at the country at the world as a whole yeah so mm, it is influenced but I think that's a normal part of life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah it will fade away but then that's it and then there will be a new trend and then we will follow that and then that's it really yeah Um, do you think people who are younger now, like when they get older, they'll stick with like the traditional culture and the older ways? Or do you think they'll, because what I see in a lot of countries that I go to is like the change is happening with the youth who are sort of like rebelling mm -hmm. against like the larger society. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe not so much here. Not so much in Brunei, no. Because of course we still have that culture, but then, you know, the thing is the, the, the trend from outside is not really affecting I mean it's not a bad trend yeah. we're just following you know just some small thing but then that's it you know yeah. so but we still have all this we still have this our our own culture you know we're still a Malay we're still we're still uh, we're still our religion is still Islam but then that's it it's not really affecting us heavily yeah. maybe not from my eye definitely not from my eye it's still okay well I think uh, so to speak you've got your finger on the pulse quite well like you you've really seem to know like what's going on and um, you've been like a really, really great resource. Mm. Um, I know that I need to let you go. So I'm going to say, first of all, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do hope we get to go hiking. Uh, <laughs> I've been, <laughs> so people know, like I'm a, I, I was a baby this morning. We were supposed <laughs> to hike, but it's so hot and humid here. <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, I was like, so this was like my line of thinking. I'm like, I can't, Now I kind of know you, so it's okay. But I was like, I can't meet this person. Mm. And like 20 minutes into meeting them, just be like a sweaty mess. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, sorry, I don't have time for the podcast. Um, but truly, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you tell people like how they can, I'll put it in the notes for the podcast, mm. but tell people how they, they can find you and the right. project. So you have any... Um, if you have any questions regarding Brunei or if you want to go to Brunei, you can just go to Instagram, Brunei Food Diary. So that's B-R-U-N-E-I-F-O-O-D-D-I-A-R-Y. Yeah. And we're also on Facebook, the same name. Awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This was the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast, episode 69. You can follow along with my adventures in a visual format on Instagram. That is The Voyages of Tim V. You can support the podcast on Patreon at the at patreon.com slash The Voyages of Tim Vetter. Please check out Brunei Food Diary. Thank you to my guest, Fika, and thank you to all of you for listening. As always, take care of each other. Peace.